Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights podcast, brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, I interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned it, and more importantly, what they're doing with it these days. So in this episode, I'm happy to have Adriana Estrada. Uh, Adriana, before we begin, can you give us a short introduction in Chinese, and then we'll go from there. Chongwen 我认识很多人，人在台湾人都很好，对我对我很好，我很喜欢。All that allow us to learn Chinese for one year okay. and then do our bachelor's degree for four years. But I extended my visa and I stay here for seven and I did finish my master in, in January. Oh, okay. In what subject? I did chemical and materials engineering. Oh, okay. Yes. So you said you just completed that? Um, I finished my master in January, so it's been already six months. All right, and so you plan to stay on here in Taiwan? Yeah, that's that's my plan. All right, so Taiwan. you'll be working okay. here as an engineer? Uh, hopefully, yes. Hopefully, as yes, an engineer. But I know that many people in Taiwan are looking uh, in foreigners for doing sales or trade, so it's something I'm also interested in. I can do that. Oh, so when you apply for a job like that, do they hire you? Like, are you competing with local Taiwanese, or is there something you bring as a foreigner? Um, I think I am competing with with local Taiwanese, but I think my my major advantage is the language because there are not many Taiwanese that can speak Spanish and English. Not mm. focus on English, so that's one of my advantages there. And um, also, I have the advantages because uh, I uh, can speak these languages. I'm a foreigner, but most of the foreigners come here for business administration or just GMBA. Mm-hmm. But I have an engineering background, so that is one advantage for me at the moment. So you can kind of combine these skills together? Yes. All right. So right now, at the moment, are you working? Um, I teach English and Spanish as well to all kinds of level in uh, students yes okay and I'm just just looking for a job okay I actually had a, a very good interview this morning so hopefully stay there <laughs> okay good luck yeah thank you so the, so these places that you're applying for are they international companies or are they local Taiwanese companies they're local Taiwanese companies so ones that are looking they, to have business in with with Spanish countries and things yeah Latin America and Europe also 
so okay. yes, the, the mostly the companies that want to expand their markets in different areas of the world. All right. So this degree that you did, your master's degree, was that done in in English or in Chinese? It was in Chinese. Oh, the whole degree was in Chinese. All degree was in Chinese. All my classmates were Taiwanese, and my all my professors. Their, their courses were in Chinese, yes. So they treated you the same way they treat any other student? I would say most of the time they did, but then when the exam time came along, I would go like, please give me an English exam. Most of the time they would do it, but there were some special courses, like mostly general courses that the teachers would refuse uh-huh. because, you know, it's it's extra work for them. In, of course. The teachers in my department, uh, there were some uh, tests that were just they were going they were planned to be in English but some of the general courses they were planned to be in Chinese and for them translating it's a big problem so they just sometimes they let me take my translator with me and sometimes they just kind of uh, tell me more or less what the question about <laughs> so yeah oh. it, it was hard but yeah I did it graduated two times oh congrats <laughs> so, Thank you. so in your class were there any other foreigners no it was only me Oh, so this is not a common thing that foreigners do? Uh, not in my university, no. Um, I study in Southern Taiwan University in Chinese, Nanta Kitashiwe. Oh. And it's not not very common. Perhaps in uh, National Chengdu University it's a little bit more common, but still I know that there there's no more than four foreigners per year in chemical engineering in, in national universities. So it's, it's you know... Not that many of us doing this. Is that, is that a limit they have, or that's just how many students are there? Yeah, it's not a limit. It's just about the, the amount of students they come here. So what made... it, It's hard. Right. <laughs> doing your degree in Chinese, it's, it's hard. So what, uh, sorry, what city is this in? In Tainan. Oh, in Tainan. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So what made you choose this particular university? What made me choose? Well, uh, like I told you, my scholarship first, um, allowed me to study one year of Chinese, and I did that year in Chinese in National Chengdu University because I had very good references since I was in my country mm-hmm. for Chengdu University. But once once I was studying Chinese, I came, you know, do some research about um, the different universities in Tainan, and I was particularly interested in in Nantai because they offer chemical and materials engineering. And I think nowadays, pure chemist, chemical engineering is not enough. And I was, I'm particularly interested in nanomaterials. And that's the reason why I chose to have a combination of chemi- chemistry and, uh, and materials engineering. Yes. My master's, my master's degree is in uh, biomedical nanomaterials. So you had that before you came to Taiwan or you got that here as well? My master? No, your, your original degree. In, I did in Taiwan. Oh, so everything my was done in Taiwan. Yes. My bachelor degree was in Taiwan. My master's was in Taiwan. Yes. Now, do you have any way to to compare what the quality of education is like here versus anywhere else? Versus anywhere else. Hmm. Like, I suppose in your case, if you hadn't come to Taiwan, would you have done this in Guatemala? I, I started doing chemical engineering in, in Guatemala, but in Guatemala there is no there is no materials specialization, and we are not a country, we're not a very good big country, so we don't do a lot of research. 
there is not really nano nanomaterials. So I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was in my country. Uh, however, Taiwan is not the only one who does this. I know, uh, for example, Japan is another country who offers scholarships to my country. Actually, my cousin is there right now. Mm -hmm. Sadly, they didn't offer scholarships when it was my time, but they do it now. So, so if um, they had, you would have picked Japan? I don't know, because one of my major purposes of coming to Taiwan was Chinese. Right. Learning Chinese. But if we focus on, on the level of, na of nanotechnology, I know mm -hmm. that Japan is right now very strong. Oh, I see. That, yes. I did. I have um, a, a diploma in technology in Japan. My university sent me there for taking some courses. Oh. So that, that's that's good. So, so that's, that, that's how I know. That's how I can compare that nanotechnology in Japan is a little bit more developed than in Taiwan. But was that done in 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 what language? That was in English. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, but overall, you're happy with with the quality of education that you received here? Oh yes, yes, definitely. I'm and I'm very happy. I, I had a lot of opportunities, a lot of support from my university. They they usually send us to different conferences, not only in Taiwan but outside, in China, Hong Kong, and like Italia in Japan. So that's something that complements the education, and something I'm really happy with. Um, actually, my professor. My advisor, my thesis advisor, that was my advisor for bachelor and my master thesis. He is one of the four top professors in all Taiwan. So that's I'm really happy. He has more than 60 papers published. So oh, wow. that's what makes him so standing. So yeah, I am, I am happy. I'm lucky to be here all this time. And so with your master's degree, normally that's a big accomplishment for anyone just to get a master's degree on its own. But doing so in a foreign language, of course, is involves a lot more work. Yes. And that's, yeah. So looking back, are you glad you made that decision? Or do you think it would have just been easier to do one in English? Well, it would have been definitely easier to do it in English. But if if I wouldn't have done it like this, I wouldn't have learned Chinese the way that I did. Hmm. So it would uh, also helped you with your Chinese. Yes, definitely. I don't know how other people do it, but for me it was... Just with you know living with them all the time, all, with going out with Taiwanese people all the time, eating with them and going out with them, going to the KTV with them. Hmm. <laughs> For me, that was the only way, and I wouldn't have done it. Like I have friends that come here just do GMBA and things like that, and uh -huh. they don't have Taiwanese classmates, and they don't learn Chinese. It's like so their their classes are in English. Their classes are in English. Oh, okay. And they're here. They live. They need Chinese, but they just—they just don't. They can't learn it. Chinese is difficult. So, yeah. Yeah, they want to stay in their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they try, but they're not very successful. So, yeah. out, so outside of actually, so like you mentioned, there's a lot of people who come here to learn Chinese, and they'll go to class and they learn Chinese. But would you say in your in your experience? Does a lot of learning come like outside of class? I would say I would yeah. say seventy percent of learning Chinese it's outside of class because in class you just learn the basics and whatever's in the book. But the people doesn't speak like like the Chinese is in the book. 
if you only learn from the, from the book and from the class, nobody will understand you outside. Mm. You have to mingle. Right. So you would recommend if if another foreigner said, should I go this route and get my education done in Taiwan, you would recommend that? As long as you're brave and strong, because it's not for everybody. And I know people who have come, tried and just went back. So what, it, what aspect of it did they not like? Um, Taiwan is very, very well. Taiwanese culture is very, very different from Guatemalan culture. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so can you give me some examples of this kind of culture shock? What, what's something that's different? I can start giving you examples and never finish. For example, uh, let's start with the food. There are so many things that we don't eat and so many things that we just they are just we cannot find here. Sure. And of course, we miss it. Um, we are used to larger spaces here. I, I just live. The, the style of living is the top one. It's just one room and a bathroom. Mm. We wouldn't have that in my country. We have very big spaces. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we yeah we always have a kitchen and a garden and everything. So even even the, in a university dorm. We but not at all. We don't have a dorm in the university. Everybody okay. just lives in their house. Oh, I see. And drives back and forth. Um, this, the driving a scooter for and that's another thing. I love it. That's one of the <laughs> best parts in Taiwan. Uh-huh. But there's some people that are afraid of scooters, sure. right? So there's another thing that's transportation. So food, living, transportation, and uh, let's let's not begin with the difference of the way people think. Okay, but tell me just, tell me about this way of thinking. What's different there? Um. Let me think. The way the way we behave is since the people just like taking a shower at night, and we usually take a shower in the morning. And sometimes they will they will feel like it's um, it's okay to tell you, oh no, just should take a shower at night because you know you should have you have to go to clean to take to sleep, mm-hmm. right? And they they're not afraid to say it. And then you have you know you, you have your own reasons to take a shower in the morning, right? That's, just an example or uh, so they give kind of unsolicited advice yeah but okay. you see I've been here long enough to to understand that for them it's okay to give this kind of advice because they are they're trying to do something good they're not trying to right. help you but the way most people most of us even I did it at, at the beginning this kind of comments would make you angry sometimes because the way they say it, it's not the way we would say it Mm, but okay. you know, with time, you kind of understand that it's not—it's not that they're doing something bad. It's just right. the their way in, their intentions are good. Yeah, their intentions are—they're always good. I don't think Taiwanese can do any harm to the foreigner with the intention of doing it. Right. See? So yeah, for example, that. And um, a few a few years ago, I. I tried dating Taiwanese guys. Maybe one of the few girls that have did done this, and it's really how, how did that go? Well, I'm not. My current boyfriend's not Taiwanese, so I can't say how it went. It, I, I would think that it's it's harder from the Taiwanese guy's perspective, right? Um, maybe, yeah, probably. Probably they don't feel my expectations, and probably <laughs> I didn't feel their expectations either. 
Okay, there's just too much of a culture difference. Yeah, it it was too much. We couldn't go with that, but it was a good experience. It was, you know, you know I, I really tried to get along with all all the experts living in Taiwan and trying to. In the in that particular case, like, did you approach him or he approached you? Well, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I I, I dated two guys, and one one of them is. It was me approaching him, and the other case it was him approaching me. Okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, with the, the first guy that I, I approached him because we met at the school, and actually he was he was really handsome. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And there were many girls who would tell me, "Oh, he's so handsome. You should try to go with him." And then you know, just some uh, flirting techniques from foreigners, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then that that worked, but. Uh, in the relationship, it was it was not very good. And then when it was on on the other way around, he approached me. Uh, actually, we were able to last a little bit longer. He even went to my country and met my family. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. pretty serious. It was pretty big. Maybe it was too serious and too fast for okay. me. But you know that Taiwanese do it like that sometimes. Not not all the time. Yeah. And um, it was. It was okay, but then he decided to move to Taipei. Okay. And uh, at that time, I was I was not looking for a long long distance relationship, especially because he started. Oh, I have to see my family this weekend, and I cannot see you this other weekend. And I cannot see mm-hmm. you this other weekend. And then he got too much into work. You know how working in Taiwan is. You gotta sure. do extra hours, and then sometimes you work on Saturday, sometimes even on Sunday. So. It came out. It turned out that I couldn't see him in months, like three or four months. And I thought, what's the point of having a boyfriend mm. in Taiwan if I'm not ever going to see him? So, so, but but that could have worked out if if he had stayed local. Eh? Maybe, maybe, mm. but right. then he didn't. So yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. In Tainan, in a lot of southern parts, uh, there's more Taiwanese used than <laughs> than Mandarin. Yeah, definitely. But does that affect you? Um, let me think. Not really. With the time, I've learned a few words in, in Taiwan. It's not that many, just a few words, and that just makes people laugh. And then they they kind of remember. Oh, this is a foreigner girl. We should, you know, talk in Chinese at least in Chinese. And mm. then there's no problem really. I never oh. encounter a situation where I was dependable on Taiwanese. No. Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. Um, so, yeah. So, long term for you, you you plan to stay out here in Taiwan? You're happy? Yes, I'm happy. That's the reason I'm looking for a job right now. Sure. Because I want to stay for a few more years. I don't want to go back to my country just, just now. Now, regarding the job, if, if they require you to relocate somewhere else in Taiwan, you're okay with that? Yeah, that's okay. I, I really like Tainan, especially Tainan, but it... It would depend on the place. Uh, I would have you have you lived in any of the other cities here? Um, no, <laughs> I know, but. So, what aspect of Tainan do you like that you think won't be there in other cities? Uh, I think I'm just used to Tainan. I know okay, just you're Tainan. familiar with it. Yes, and you know, seven years here, and then if I go to Taichung or Taichung or even Taipei. Uh, it will take me a while to get used to it, you know, sure. like any other place, of course. Right. And, 
um, maybe I if I would be planning to stay other seven years, maybe, maybe it would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taipei has a very different vibe, right? Yeah, I know, but it rains too much. Hmm. And also, you mentioned some people don't like riding scooters. If you're in Taipei, you probably don't even need a scooter. Yeah, no, the transportation is very good. One of the best parts in Taiwan, you know, riding scooters. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to give that up. No, not really. Uh, unless I really have to. I don't know if they offer me a job with, I don't know, four thousand US dollars. Maybe I would think about it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And you mentioned the food. So normally, do you just eat local Taiwanese food, or do you eat something else? Um, I don't have a kitchen, but I can kind of imagine, you know, salads and sandwiches as much as I can. Because there are many things that are fried in Taiwan, mm. and you know, our bodies are different than theirs. I cannot eat fried every day, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I eat what, whatever is on the street sometimes, like mm-hmm. when I'm lazy to make something. Or uh, the night market is okay for night, at night. That's okay. There's pretty much a lot of things you can find there. And during the day, well, I think the lunch boxes are pretty all right, although sometimes they have too much garlic. and mm. That doesn't agree with me too much, but yeah. But yeah, you you make do and you enjoy your life. Yes. Okay, good. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you very much for the interview. Sure. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll share any feedback that people have with you. Thank you. I like that very much. <laughs>